Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. We're rapping about Rene Paquette. It's probably not the best career move when you're about to face John Moxley. It's lost in the mid-card. Here we are, fresh off of Under Siege featuring Steven Seagal and WrestleMania Backlash featuring a match of the year candidate in the main event. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, some breaking news today. On two fronts, two major breaking news stories we will get to uh, actually right in the open. We're going to do breaking news right in the open before we hit up AEW, which we came fresh off of just about half an hour ago. Dynamite ended, but let's get to all that. We got a lot of stuff to cover, but first, thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes, Spotify, and any of your favorite podcasting apps. All you got to search for is Lost in the Midcard. Hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way every Thursday. And we are also on the YouTube. The links to that are on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Lost in the Midcard, as well as Twitter at LATMC Podcast. Uh, just go ahead and search for Lost in the Midcard on the uh, on the YouTube as well. And uh, uh, do us a favor. Uh, give us a subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Hit that bell icon so you know when the new episode comes your way. I am your host, Jeremy Bennett. You can find me on the Twitter at JB Huskers. As always, my co-host, he is on the Twitter at Raw F Showtime, nervously watching the NBA. It is Mr. Matt Black. Matt, how you doing? Be all right if the Lakers don't lose this stupid game to the fucking Golden State Warriors tonight. You know I don't like the fucking Warriors already as it is. I don't need I don't need this playing game bullshit. Nobody likes the Warriors unless you're 12. You're a fucking bandwagon jumper from five that years too. ago that too i can see a kid because of steph curry but yeah anyways why is wild thing ricky vaughn behind me it's because uh uh tony khan listens to the fans and uh he got the rights to the uh to the uh major league version of wild thing from the 1989 my favorite sports movie of all time major league which uh, 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 the punk band from L.A., just simply known as X, uh, covered that song uh, brilliantly. So that was cool uh, that, uh, th- that they, uh, they did that. So uh, I loved that. Um, we'll get to AEW in a minute, but first we got a little bit of breaking news, and some of that breaking news is uh, in regards to AEW. Matt, it has been announced that in 2022 – dynamite's moving to tbs and in august 13th of this year just about three months away we finally get our second nationally televised aew show called rampage which airs fridays uh at uh, right after smackdown at nine o'clock central 10 eastern um matt what are your thoughts on uh, on both of those news items out of aew today well bo- both of us grew up in uh in the era of, you know, WCW on T- on TBS, you know, Saturday night, 605 Eastern. I'm old enough for it was NWA. <laughs> yeah, well, wh- when I first 
when I first encountered it on TBS, it was WCW. Yeah. Um, I was more of a WWF kid growing up and I, I was introduced to WCW by my grandfather and, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I loved everything. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just the fact that professional wrestling is back on TBS is really cool. Yeah. Um, there's still going to be four as Tony Khan described it on busted open today, super cards mm-hmm. on TNT kinda yearly. Like your, like, like your clash of the champions. It's what he said. He's like battle of the belts, clash of champions type type of deals and i'm hoping they're on weekends i'm hoping they feel like a legitimate pay-per-view i hope they're on like a saturday night or a sunday night yeah on tnt and i think that'll be fucking awesome but you've got both you've got dynamite and you've got aw rampage on tbs in 2022 when when they make the move and i think it's great because they're no longer going to be preempted by basketball you know like they, they like mm. they're going to be next week the only thing and, that could ever be preempted by is maybe the first round of the baseball playoffs, and that's about it. Yeah, and they might even be able to pull off not being not not allowing that to happen either. It yeah. might be in their con. Yeah, because I it, mean TBS, it, t- they get they signed a new contract to make even more money to make this move, and plus eight and plus TBS is in one million more homes yeah. than TNT is. Like they, this is. To me, this is a win all around. Yeah, the network rank, Yeah, the network ranks about four spots higher than uh, TNT. TBS does uh, uh, nationwide, and a lot of T, uh, TBS's programming, especially during the week, are are reruns of popular shows, and then uh, uh, you know, then you got your uh, Samantha B. Uh, that that great news topic show that she has uh, it, it airs like at nine thirty central. Um, I I can't remember what night that's on, but uh, you know uh, TBS has a lot less that will preempt. Is um, Mark Ch- our our buddy Mark Cho uh, was talking about this with me tonight? He thought through the press release that Rampage was going to go on TBS too as well. But uh, yes, is that- it is okay. Well, it's start. It's going to start on. T- it's going to start on TNT. On, in August, and but in both, 2022, both, both shows are yes, both okay. shows are moving to TBS. The the, the bleep- only shows that will remain on TNT will be the four specials, the four, the four supercard specials every okay. year. And I guess that that Cody Rhodes reality show that they're working on, on yeah. as far as I know, that will also be on TNT. But I guess they can move that to TBS too if they wanted to. I mean, it wasn't mentioned at all in the press release, so who um, knows. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the the Bleacher Report article did not mention that, so that's why I was questioning it on there. Yeah, I, I read the actual. I had read the actual press release. Yeah, I, I and learned, I and I listened to Tony Khan on Busted Open this morning, so I, I learned about it via the the notification from Bleacher Report is when I first heard it while I was working today. So, uh. Another big news item that dropped today was uh, yet more releases from the WWE uh, that include uh, some some talented uh, wrestlers from NXT uh, or formerly from NXT and, uh, and the head referee of NXT. Uh, so Drake Wirtz was oh, uh, let guy. go, but of course, yeah, he uh, he was uh, let go because of uh, idiotic He's a fucking public, psychopath. Yeah, idiotic pu- public comments uh, led to his firing, uh, which is a shame because he was a good referee. Um, Alexander Wolf from Imperium. Uh, it's like, oh well. I mean, we thought maybe we could get a reuniting of Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf after Imperium turned on Wolf this week on NXT. 
Nope, don't get that. Doesn't get a play out because Wolf is now gone. Uh, uh, Skylar Story, better known as Brandy Lauren from Evolve, uh, main is uh, where she came from. Uh, I was kind of surprised she didn't quite make it, uh, uh, you know, on TV, but uh, she did not. Uh, uh, she was among the cuts there, trained by Jay Lethal. Uh, Ezra Judge, a former arena football player and bodybuilder, um, did not wrestle any NXT events. So he apparently just didn't uh, evolve probably to the liking of WWE. Uh, Kavita Devi, the first ever uh, female from India uh, who was signed in 2017, uh, competed in... She's she's stuck over there right now. Mm Mm-hmm that's the reason she got released like they literally they can't get her back in the country right now yeah I hear that's the only reason she got let go so that kind of sucks for her yeah india is a mess right now with covid uh jake clemens who is also a referee uh mike johnson said that uh he was really well liked and uh uh shocked a lot of people were shocked to hear his release so um you know a lot of uh, a lot of people were shocked there uh Another shocking one was uh, Jessamine Duke uh, from the Four Horsewomen. Uh, oh, yeah, I can't imagine Ron. I can't imagine Ronda Rousey is very happy about that. No, and uh, and I'm sure uh, you know those that up the up, up down, down down crew probably isn't happy either. Yeah, yeah. they lost Samoa Joe and Jessamine Duke in the course of a month. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake Clemens. He was the crooked referee that was wearing the Monday Night Messiah shirt uh, on, yeah. Raw, on Raw that one time. I, I know if I Googled him, I'd recognize him. Uh, Jessamine Duke signed in 2018. Uh, sounds like, uh, according to Mike Johnson, uh, from a source, he was told that she's well-liked and will get a look down the line if, if she can improve in the ring. Um. So maybe they just didn't see enough improvement with her to be able to uh, to continue with her at this time. So hopefully she gets a shot somewhere and, and gets to improve and then come back eventually. I think uh, with uh, Marina Shafir there, I think they're basically going to have her probably work with Roddy Strong whenever he comes back. I mean, obviously they were on camera together on his last appearance when he quit, uh, quote unquote. So uh uh, I'm assuming they have something to do with the diamond mine. Maybe, maybe. Um, I always thought it was that that we're seeing right now. I always thought it was that. Uh, what's his name? Par- is it Parker Bordeaux? I heard he's not even. I hear he's nowhere close to being ready. I didn't think so, but I, I figured he might fit in that. Like nowhere close. Man, if that's like Marina, yeah, I, I hear. I hear he's 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 way off. He's green, greener than goose shit, as they call it. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh that'd be cool if that if they were part of that i wouldn't hate if tessa was involved but i think tessa's too obvious with that diamond thing so i don't think it's going to be i've I've heard i've heard um people have made it but people have made it abundantly clear to those who have asked that it has nothing to do with tessa i figured that's too obvious so too obvious i i feel like she's gonna she's gonna wind up somewhere eventually but it, damn, it, it just seems like no no company wants to touch her right now. Doesn't Marina have an MMA background? Yeah, MMA background. Yeah, she was in uh, uh, yeah. uh, Invicta. Is it how you say it? Uh-huh. Invicta? Uh, the fighting yeah. championships, yeah. Uh, that makes complete sense that it would be her and Roddy. I mean, Roddy's not an MMA background, but I mean, he's a hell of a fucking wrestler. So um, 
I wouldn't be surprised if he's studied. Trained. Yeah. Studied and trained in, in, in yeah. mixed martial arts. Yeah, a lot of wrestlers do. So, like Kyle O'Reilly, for example. Yeah. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. Kyle, yeah, I, I would not. It would not surprise me at all. Speaking of like Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, the Lumberjacks on that Monday night match, man, that had a lot of ROH vibes to it, didn't it? You had Damian Priest in the ring. You had the Viking Raiders. You had Cedric Alexander. <laughs> there was a there was a lot of ROH in there from back when we covered that uh, that promotion. Back in the day, the good old days, the good old days, and uh, this might be injury related. I don't know, but. Uh, uh, great talent, great presence on camera, but Vanessa Bourne also uh, released. She had been. She was called up like a year ago. They never used. And her. they never used her, according to Chelsea Green. The one of the plans for her introduction was going to be her Bourne, and um, what's her face, um, mm. Santana Garrett. Yeah, yeah. And some kind of like Charlie's Angels pussycat dolls. I heard um, I, I heard for, about Born and Garrett, but I didn't realize Chelsea was in that as well. Yeah, it was supposed to be the it was supposed to be the three of them. Is Garrett signed? Yeah, she got called up to the main roster at the same time Born did. <laughs> She's never, Jesus Christ. I didn't even realize she was signed. Uh, I thought yep. she was just to come in every once in a while type of deal since obviously she's from that area down in Orlando. So some talent in there. Um, you know. I thought Bourne had a ton of potential. Oh so God, I yeah, I liked uh, her. I, I think it's a big, big loss on yeah. WWE's part to let her go. Look, if you bring, look, if you call somebody up and then you decide that hey, we don't have anything for you right now, let them go back to NXT. Why send them at home for a year? You know, it doesn't make any damn. It doesn't make any damn sense. Like this company is just head scratchingly dumb at times. Yeah, completely dumb. I mean, Vanessa Bourne was, they had a good thing going with her. And was it Aaliyah? Yeah, and I don't even like Aaliyah. Yeah, you don't, no. But I liked the pairing. I thought they, I thought they were, I thought they worked well together. Yeah. And she was uh, doing the managerial thing because she was hurt. Yeah. Uh, AEW Dynamite tonight. Live from Daly's Place. Oh, what a way to kick things off. Christian Cage, Matt Seidel, a couple of old former WWE wrestlers getting in the ring, and uh, they had a hell of a hell of a match. Um, I noticed uh, on the Twitter that Matt Seidel finally got rid of his at FindEvan Twitter handle <laughs> that he's had since his WWE days. Um, good match here with Christian and Matt Seidel. Uh, they, uh, they shake hands. They shake hands after the uh, the match, and then uh, well, Ricky, well, Taz is on commentary for the match, and then Ricky Starks comes out, and that was all a distraction for Hook and Will Hobbs and Brian Cage to attack, and then Adam Page comes out, uh, <laughs> makes Starks hold his drink. I thought that was funny, uh, and, and we get a, a a little brawl, nice exploder suplex by Hook. I can't wait for. Uh, Watch Hook wrestle a full match one of these days. That that'll be cool. Uh, what'd you think of the open, Matt? Uh, I thought I thought it was I thought it was a good start of the show. I kind of laughed when Starks came out. So like, well, I know he ain't getting physical with anybody. Yep, he's all dressed up. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it was good. I mean, it continues it continues the story of the issues with Christian and, and Team Taz, and you know, it continued. You know. 
this cage is going to fight, you know, Hangman to pay for you. And I'm assuming Christian was going to face Starks. I'm assuming that was the plan. I hope so. Go, go in and go in and double or nothing, but then you know Starks got hurt and then they couldn't do it. So Christian's in the in the battle royal gimmick instead. Oh, I didn't realize Starks um, got hurt. Yeah, dude, he uh, fractured his neck on that German from Hangman a few weeks back. Oh damn! Yeah, he's out for uh, he's out for three months. Luckily, it wasn't. Uh, luckily, it was only a slight. It was it, it was only a slight fracture. Luckily for him and. Uh, He's not going to require surgery, but he can't. He can't do any. He's out of in-ring action for like three months. That was probably so, one of those weeks we had off, and so I just missed it. Is my guess? Yeah, it was a scary bump, dude. Like, and he landed like right, right on his fucking head. I, I remember he the was bump. Able to, he was able to like bounce right back oh, up. Yeah, oh, we talked about the bump. I we talked we we had, we recorded that week, but I think uh, we were off the week after that. So I think uh, that's why I didn't realize he was out. Out. Um, but yeah, we talked. Yeah, remember, it, we it, talked. It came, it came out a couple. It came out a couple weeks after the fact that he yeah. that he got hurt from that. I think. Yeah. I, I want to say Sean Rob Sat broke it, but I'm not 100 percent remembering. It was it was a, it was a, it was, a, it was a while back. Yeah. I mean, I know I reported on. I could go look up my article and get the source, but I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired too, man. I'm not getting much sleep. Uh, I'm tired of watching these <laughs> Lakers shit the bed. <sighs> Excellent, uh, excellent promo from Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison. Uh, I loved that promo, especially Pillman uh, talking about his dad. Very good, uh, very good work. Here's the thing that's dri- here's the thing that's driving me nuts. I know I'm jumping ahead to the main event. Look, I get the Brian, I get the Brian Pillman Jr. is not under contract to you guys yet, and you know, and I get that he's under MLW. But look, look, we all know that he's signing with you guys. When when the deal's up, oh yeah, start having Griff Garrison take some fucking pinfalls for fuck's sake. I'm tired of seeing every time that they lose that fucking Brian Pillman Jr. is the one taking the fall. Yeah, fucking pin Griff Garrison. Who the fuck? Who the Griff fuck Garrison? is Griff Garrison? I need to get that on there. Do ya? Thoughts uh, go out to Frankie Kazarian who lost his father this week. Uh, we'll get to his promo yeah, in a minute. Yeah. That promo was awesome. Uh, introducing the very beautiful, but Jesus, very young Julia Hart. A great addition to the Varsity Blondes, though, I think. Uh, a little cheerleader type of gimmick, uh, kind of similar to maybe Alexa Bliss's gimmick in NXT when she first got started. Uh, I think it's a good addition, but uh, holy crap, she's only 19. She's a, a year older than Hook. I did not, I did not know that. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, she's a year older than Hook. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, the first, I, honestly, I'd never seen her before until Britt. um Sammy's vlog this week. Oh, she wrestled Britt Baker last week. Did she? Yeah, that was her. On on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I don't even remember. Remember, she Britt- must have gotten flattened. Oh yeah, she did. <laughs> Yeah. It was a squash match, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude. I, I've I, I don't I don't remember a whole lot of squash. I don't remember a whole lot of opponents in squash matches. But like the first time I remembered seeing her was was this week on Sammy's vlog. Yeah. So I recognized her when I saw her on Dynamite tonight. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting pairing. And she might have been with the varsity blondes for weeks, but I no. haven't seen no. much of the varsity blondes matches. So. No, no, tonight was the debut. Oh, was it? Okay. 
Yeah, tonight was the debut with the blondes. Um, <laughs> the, the acclaimed to take it on Moxley and Kingston. And, man, Max Caster keeps churning out great raps, man. <laughs> Call, calling it, it, saying Eddie Kingston looks like a box of Newports. <laughs> Fuck me, that was funny. And then talks about some oral sessions with John's wife, Renee Paquette. Of course, oral sessions the name of her uh of her uh podcast and <laughs> man i tell you what i mean I, I tell you what you know obviously the the rap gimmick has been done uh john cena for example but if you can do it well like what max caster is doing it can work and man uh, that shit is so funny uh, he's he's kind of he kind of he gets a little edgy with some of his shit he i know he talked about uh, uh pellman's dad once i i think he's talked about jake roberts and Man, he pushes the envelope every once in a while, but that that was some good stuff. Um, I'm trying to pull up Renee's tweet, but I can't get it to come up on the web. The web is being a bitch right now, so let's try. Let's try. Oh, let's try the old phone here. Huh. Uh, so she goes. Uh, she retweet. Well, AEW. AEW tweeted fair to say John Moxley was not a fan of 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 Max Caster's entrance rap and and Renee Paquette retweets and says let's get you a blue check and some W's and we'll look at booking you in the fall thanks for the plug Max here brand new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday and then she uses the uh gif of Conor McGregor who the fuck is that guy <laughs> I I said it on Twitter I go I cannot wait for Renee's reaction to this and sure enough she came through with one man uh, a pretty good match too with the acclaimed and Mox and Kingston. I think Matt, correct me if I'm wrong. Were they like three, four in the uh, top fives, something like that? Uh, I know, I know the acclaimed was three. I don't know what Mox and Kingston were. Uh, yeah, they were below. They were below the acclaimed, so it was three, four. Uh, and then uh, announced later in the show what we all expected: uh, Moxley and Kingston against the Bucks for the titles at Double or Nothing. Uh, Who was which- ranked two? Who's getting who's getting well, leapfrog here? Well, remember how the rankings work. It's not necessarily who's on top that gets the shot. It's anybody in the rankings can no, get No, no, I, I I get that. I'm just curious who number two was. I'm pulling it up right now. I'm assuming oh, there he is. I'm sure I'm thinking it's FTR because Dax had a hissy fit about oh, this. Oh yeah, he, he did. Uh the rankings come out. Well, I don't have this week's rankings. I thought they came out every Wednesday, but I thought they came out every Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, as of May 12th, last week, uh, FTR was five, Acclaimed was four, Sky and Page three, Blondes two, SCU one. Um, I don't know if what happened to this week's rankings. Does AEW have them on their Twitter? And the web guy is just slow. checking the aew twitter machine right now you know it's hard to get through aew's twitter because there's going to be a whole bunch of tweets about dynamite now yeah yep i'm scrolling though i'm scrolling and we're filibusting yeah i'm i'm, I'm scrolling i'm scrolling i'm searching the words aew rankings on on twitter to see if i can 
Yeah, and if I'm. I can find them. I'm like I'm a, I'm to eight hours ago. So, uh, oh by the way, new uh, uh, new fig a uh, new series of figures coming out with uh, uh, Jake Hager, Chris Jericho, Penta, Phoenix. Um, and so there's gonna be a change. yeah. They should have they the ranking should have came out today because I'm looking at the tweet from May 12th official AEW rankings as of Wednesday May 12th 2021 and it was tweeted it was tweeted white right before dynamite yeah right, let's, uh, do, let's do process of elimination uh, i'm too oh uh, it's probably i'm going to assume that it's scorpio sky and uh ethan mm-hmm. page yep and they're busy like, with if, you, if you look at yeah if you look at the ratings right now yeah i bet you yeah, with that i bet you use out so i bet you with that tbs news today they 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 put a hold on the rankings till tomorrow i bet you that's yeah what that's probably that's probably what happened yeah uh so moxley and kingston get the win uh after uh moxley hits caster with the boom box um get a interview with marvez and jericho talking about inner circle they'll accept the challenge uh shivani interviews sky and page and that's where uh we learn of the tag match being official not a cinematic a cinematic match an actual match in the ring for sting which will be awesome So, a little worried about it. He he kind of looked a little worse for wear tonight. In that segment, it looked like it took forever to just get the Scorpion Deathlock on on Scorpio Sky. And I'm just, you know why they're going to put him in a rain in a week and a half. Well, you know why he's selling the leg. Remember, they've been attacking his leg lately. He just selling. yeah, dude. But I I don't I don't think he was selling the leg tonight. I hope you're I hope you're right, but. It kind of looked like he was having a lot of trouble getting a hold on. Uh, I hope they, in a tag match, he can be protected. Yeah. You know, and I hope they, and I hope they do protect him because I don't, I don't want to see anything bad happen to Stan, and I don't want Stan to end up looking bad either. Darby, so, get, Darby's going to get his ass beat for ten minutes, and then have the miraculous comeback, and then get the hot tag to Sting. Um, I hope Darby's the one that gets the win. Yeah. Since Sting Sting got the pinfall in the cinematic match, I hope Darby's the one to, yeah, you know, to pin Page or or Sky. I'm, I'm assuming it'll be Sky because it seems like be. they want to continue the feud with Allen and Page. Yeah. So I'm assuming Sky will be the one to take the the pinfall. Rebel, not Reba. Damn right. Look at him, guys. He looked amazing tonight too. Um, he's great. Rebel's great, man. Yeah. He doesn't get enough. She doesn't get enough credit for her character yeah. and what she brings to the table with Brett. And she's a good wrestler in TNA as well. Uh, took on Sheeta, pretty quick match. Uh, Baker with the attack after the match and a, a sweet looking curb stomp on Sheeta right onto that championship belt. As uh, Ricky Chino said on Twitter, uh, replying to my tweet, he said, uh, he said uh, that was a pretty good aim considering that's a tiny belt. Yeah, I'm stuck. It's the only title design in AEW that I'm not a huge fan of. I just think it needs to be. It's too tiny. Yeah. I just think they. I think it needs to be bigger. And I know that's a it's a minor nitpick in in whatever, but you know, I just I just think the time the title is incredibly small. I just I I I think they I think they could benefit from getting from get for getting a redesigned women's championship. Yeah. Uh. 
They show uh, from last week, Orange Cassidy getting checked out by the trainer. Don Callis and Kenny Omega send every, the best friends out of the room to talk to Orange and give him the option to to uh, back out of the Double or Nothing event. And Cassidy just says, uh, eh, and uh, tears up the contract. And then um, they give him another contract, which apparently uh, gives him the option to postpone his title opportunity and make it a one-on-one match with with Pac and uh and uh, Omega at double or nothing but I'm pretty sure they're sticking with the triple threat don't you think Matt oh no there's no way the, the only way they don't do the triple threat is if, if is if Orange isn't clear to compete yeah now yeah, maybe that they give them an out be honest. It, do, it, it totally gives them an out if if that's, if, that's, he, if he's not cleared by next week that's foresight you don't see in WWE booking for sure I just uh, I just uh, realized I'm giving a, a a promo to Miller Lite here on my background. And you know what they you know what they should do if Orange is not cleared, they re, they keep the match triple threat, and it's they open the show with the Casino Battle Royal. Oh, and the winner of the Casino Battle Royal heads to the main event, and it'll be. Pack Omega and whoever wins the battle royal in a triple threat match be cool. for the AEW Championship. Jungle Boy, how Jungle Boy win it? How good would that be? Jungle Boy, Pack, and well, Omega. you always got you always got to wonder who the Joker is. Mark Hamill. Yeah, is the Don't Joker gonna? Is the Joker gonna be? Uh, is it gonna be a current person or a a a? A final countdown. <laughs> that would be insanity. Or a cult of personality. Uh, probably not that, but uh, we can only hope. We can only hope. NWA. Uh, oh, before that, um, the inner circle give their answer and basically say yes. And Santana's back next week. Um, Tony Skivone talks to Jay Cardgill and uh, smart Mark Sterling tries to uh, make a pitch with Jade and uh, yeah, he didn't get too far. Uh, pretty good NWA women's title match. Probably a lot better than what they're doing in power. I heard, uh, I heard power had a pretty shit ending this week. Power's trash, dude. Uh, Serena Deeb defending against the beautiful red velvet. Uh, good match. A little good match there. But uh, Serena Deeb uh, gets the win after tapping out Velvet Sky. A quick match with uh, a quick match with uh, Anthony Agogo taking on Austin Gunn, and um, Alex Marvez interviewing SCU. Wanted Daniel's thoughts on the fact that they have been broken up. He just. Uh, Shakes Frankie's hand, whispers something in his ear, and walks off. And then Kazarian, there you cutting a fucking good promo. Probably uh, a little bit of anger and rage from real life with his dad, unfortunately, passing away this week. Um, he says he's going to go after every single member of the elite. I think that's going to be a little bit of fun, isn't it, Matt? Might have been Frankie's best promo of his career. Uh, I thought it was really fucking good. Yeah, that was good. That was good. 
Mero comes out as the new TNT champion and uh, issues an open challenge for next week's Dynamite, which is going to be filled by, uh, I forget already. Um, who the fuck? They announced it. I can't remember who it Monte is. Monte Martin. Yeah, from uh, Top Flight. Don't get killed. Uh, good promo by Mero. I, I liked it. Um, I, I like that they're finally getting serious with Mero. Uh, <laughs> Mero made Jake the snake pop with his uh, DDP yoga comment. That was pretty good. Uh, I loved the line that uh, uh, Mero at the end said, uh, you're, you're correct. Everyone dies, but I'm going to make sure you die first. Fucking great line by Mero, man. That was, that's probably his best work in uh in an AEW uh, outside of last week's match, that was definitely his best mic work, I think, uh, in the company. And uh, main the event, he's the best man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, main event time, <laughs> and uh, great line by uh, Excalibur calling Don Callis the hum- the human urinal. <laughs> uh, good main event. Uh, them bastards, the young bucks using the old aerosol can even sprayed Julia Hart in the eyes and bastards. Uh, they had, to, they had to cheat to win against the young boys. Uh, the young bucks beating the young boys in, uh, in the varsity blondes. It was a good main event though. Wasn't it, Matt? Matt? <laughs> Matt. Sorry to fucking Draymond greens. Making me want to punch a fucking wall. <laughs> what'd you think of the main event oh i, th- I thought it was i thought it was a great man i thought it was a great main event thought yeah, the varsity that... blondes looked real good i mean we all knew it was gonna win yeah those boys will get the titles eventually but... i don't think there's any doubt that those guys get are gonna get the titles the tag titles uh someday uh someday soon you have any idea when uh pillman's aew contract comes up, is up? Or uh, MLW contract is up. His, ML, his MLW deal sometime sometime this year. Okay. Uh, and after the match, Mox and Kingston make an appearance and uh, 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 choke out the Bucks because that is when we we found out the title match that we all knew was coming was made official for uh, for double or nothing. <laughs> WrestleMania backlash uh, taking place there at the at the Thunderdome in South Florida. Uh, kickoff show was uh Seamus and Ricochet. I didn't watch the kickoff show because I had to work Sunday night, so uh, I, I did not watch the kickoff show, but I hear it was a good match. Uh, and then they got a rematch later on Raw, which we'll talk about. I was, out getting, I was out getting food, I didn't see it. Uh, it's good that they're at least finally doing something with Ricochet for fuck's sake. Like, I heard the uh, I don't know who told me this, but I heard a great, a great thing about what to do with some of these guys that they're not they're they're wasting time with you take ricochet and mustafa ali and maybe somebody else and you put them in a stable in nxt with daniel bryan as the leader that might have been you last night maybe the last week that said this no it wasn't me and because it's never something they'll do yeah right that's not that's not something because it's too good of an idea right yeah holy shit another no hitter in mlb tonight I'm about to turn this fucking game off. Sixth no-hitter of the season thrown tonight by Corey Kluber. The NBA uh, suck a giant donkey <laughs> dick. I'm pretty happy with it so far. Celtics are in as the seventh seed, so 
so we kick off the main show of WrestleMania Backlash. They show clips uh, from Batista's movie Army of the Dead. And I saw in the theater last night and thoroughly loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, a good, t- uh, interesting take on the zombie genre. Did a lot of things that, that you don't see in zombie movies with the zombies. Uh, not There's a lot of unpredictability with uh, what happens, too, in, in the movie. So I, I give it my thumbs up. Uh, if you have Netflix, it'll be there Friday. So I, I definitely... Uh, ask you to watch army of the dead because it was a, a damn good movie sir yeah i might check it out i don't know triple threat match rhea ripley oscar charlotte flair kicking things off um i i thought this was a, a pretty good triple threat match matt i'm surprised at the result though i didn't i did not expect rhea ripley to come out as champion and uh geez they've been jobbing oscar a lot lately at least she got the win on monday though I was going to say, don't worry. They 50 50 her on Raw. She's fine. Yeah, that surprised the shit out of me. I, I, in, but at the same time, it was like if she lost Monday, that'd be like three or four matches in a row. And it's like, Jesus Christ, what are they doing? But uh, Rhea Ripley, uh, we're sitting here thinking, oh, all roads lead to Rhea against Charlotte. And sure enough, not so fast, my friend. But a uh, good opener. What'd you think of Backlash overall, Matt? Oh, I thought besides the zombie garbage, I thought it, I thought the show was fine. Yeah. Um, tag team uh, uh, SmackDown tag team title match up next. A uh, hell of a match between the Dirty Dogs and uh, Ziggler, or the Dirty Dogs and and uh, the Mysterios. I thought this was a, a tremendous match. Uh, we all expected this moment to come with uh, the first ever father and son tag team champions. So that was pretty cool. Uh, we all expected that to happen. Of course, that should have happened at WrestleMania, not WrestleMania Backlash, but uh, a good job by uh, everybody in that match. Um, next up, we get uh, Damian Priest against The Miz with zombies as lumberjacks, which uh, uh, was met with universal hatred and no acclaim at all. Um, it didn't bother me as well. I thought it was an all right. Maybe, maybe shouldn't have been a pay-per-view. Maybe if they would have done it on a raw, it wouldn't have been uh, so bad. I, I didn't think it was as bad as everybody made it out to be. I've seen a lot worse booking from WWE this year, uh, uh, probably this week, uh, let alone zombies. So to me, it didn't bother me as much as, as it did a lot of other people. Um, no surprise. Damian priest gets the win. And uh, Miz gets devoured by zombies at the end, but actually he got devoured by an unfortunate torn ACL. So Miz is going to be out for a quite a while uh, with the, the un- unfortunate injury in that match. I believe priest, I think on a, uh, um, on a top for uh, like on a top turnbuckle or something, I think landed on, on, on Miz's leg, which caused the injury <laughs> guy on Twitter goes, uh, to Pete to, to Batista. Hey, uh, hey, Dave, I love you, but this zombie shit on the backlash show was insulting. And 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 uh, Batista goes, "What the fuck are you telling me? You think I booked this bunch of fucking zombies? I'm on a damn plane. Shouldn't you be tweeting, Vince?" <laughs> <sighs> Hell in a Cell moved Try. up to Hell in a Cell moved up to June. Many people think it's because in July will be Money in the Bank with fans. You 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 agree, Matt? Yeah. 
Oh, I, I absolutely agree. Next up was uh, Bianca Belair and Bailey, uh, who, who had, they had a, a pretty damn good match. Um, I, w- I wouldn't say it's quite the level of the uh, WrestleMania match with Sasha, but I thought it was pretty good, wasn't it, Matt? Um, I thought it was good. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was as good as the WrestleMania match, but no. Yeah, it was. It was, it was solid. Good it's match. It's good to see Bailey in the ring because we haven't really seen much of her in, in the ring lately. Didn't have a WrestleMania match, which was a travesty. I mean, unless she was hurt, and no, they just nobody said it. Not hurt. Yeah. Um, Bailey complaining to Michael Cole that Belair used her stupid hair to, to get the win. So that might lead to a rematch, probably. A hair, a hair versus hair match. How about that? No, <laughs> we've seen that enough in uh, uh, in the WWE. God damn that triple threat for the Raw Championship! I think it was my second favorite match of the night, Matt. That was a, a damn good with Lashley, McIntyre, and Strowman, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean they definitely they pulled out all the stops. Mm-hmm. It was, was like inju- some injuries coming out of it too. I heard Strowman sound hurt. Is so. He? But he had a hell of a performance, so yeah, he did. Um, th- th- they uh, they put the pedal to the metal that whole fifteen minutes for that match, man. That was some good shit. There was uh, no no breathing, uh, no 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 uh, no stopping to catch your breath on that match, man. Uh, Lashley uh, after Drew hit the claymore on Strowman, Lashley tossed Drew out of the ring and hit the spear to get the win to retain, which surprised me. I figured Drew was going to get the title back here, but. Uh, uh, I am okay with that. Um, Drew McIntyre has said publicly he would like to work with Daniel Bryan if he resigns. So if Bryan goes to Raw, I would not hate that. Uh, as a SummerSlam match, it'd be a, a hell of a, a marquee match to put on the card. So I have no idea what Bryan's going to do, Matt. I don't think anybody knows except for Bryan. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I hear people believe that he's going back to WWE, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's his decision. It's his call. Yeah. You know, whatever he wants to do, you know, it's his, it's his career. He thought, he thought he was done. You know, he gets to come back and do it. I, I think everything should be on at the end of the day, everything should be on his terms. Yep. So, uh, see if we, we see if uncle Tony has uh, looked into the, uh, the licensing fees for uh, Europe's the final countdown. We'll see if he's looked into those yet. Uh, man, how about that main event, Matt? Roman Reigns and Cesaro. Holy shit, was that good? It was everything that I expected it to be. My, I love. I would. I would have loved Cesaro to win, but I wasn't yeah. expecting it. But they seriously, they set it up mm-hmm. that if they want to, mm-hmm. they could build the Cesaro winning that title at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And how so, uh, and how how do you book that, Matt? Well, look, they they immediately put him back in the feud with with Rollins, which was smart because that means they can give Cesaro his win back. Um, then you then you get a win, you get back in the momentum. He asks for another title shot against Roman, but Roman says, "No, you're in the back of the line. I'm not giving you another title shot because he's a so, little bitch." Yeah, so Cesaro goes it goes in the Money in the Bank, and he wins. And instead of the, oh, I'm teasing when I'm going to cash in, blah, blah, blah. Cesaro's like, nah, you know when I'm coming. I'm cashing this in. 
for the main event of SummerSlam. And he wins it. And and he wins and he wins the, he beats Roman at SummerSlam and wins the title. Like I'm I, not saying they're gonna do it, but like it's totally within the realm of possibility it's on the table now because of the performance he had in the main event of a pay-per-view there's no way vince can turn a blind eye to the performance that he laid out with roman reigns um who roman reigns who continuously puts out great fucking match after great fucking match let's not take anything away from roman reigns he has been just tremendous in the ring and outside of the ring with this new persona Cesaro, I think, had to have opened up Vince's eyes finally with that performance. I, he had to have. And uh, if not, then Jesus Christ, go to AEW, Claudio Castanelli, go to fucking AEW, and uh, they'll, they'll, they'll treat you right there. Well, to my understanding, he, he just signed a new contract with them, yeah. WWE this year, so he's not going anywhere. No, no. So as much as I would want him to... <laughs> That was a great finish, though, man, with all that shit that went down with Rollins. Man. And how about that suit? What the hell? That looked like a used car salesman from Reno, Nevada. His suits are something. He could use that suit in uh, Southpaw Regional Wrestling. <laughs> uh, but overall, uh, uh, a good pay-per-view. Um, I guess if people say zombies aside, it would be a great pay-per-view. Um uh, it was uh, pretty damn good, I would say. So uh, definitely got our probably our leading WWE match of the year candidate right there in that main event. Uh, the next night on uh, Monday Night Raw, uh, we had uh, Bobby Lashley and MVP come out bragging about their big win. Uh, Drew comes out, want a challenge. Lashley says he's going to have an open challenge, but with anybody but Drew or Strowman can answer that challenge. Uh, AJ Styles and Elias had probably Elias's best match in the WWE, but I mean, you know, when you're in the ring with AJ Styles, it's easy to have a good match, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I guess they're turning Styles and almost babyface as what i'm seeing i don't know what the fuck they're doing man i don't even think they know what the fuck they're doing wwe be dumb yo um pretty cool uh a pretty cool backstage segment with uh uh riddle and new day and uh, orton coming in and that leads leads to uh, kofi and orton renewing their hostilities of uh that started way back in 2009 um Alexa Bliss Playground, let's just say this. I had been a fan of everything they were doing with Alexa Bliss through WrestleMania, but, man, they have definitely come... Shit the bed? And shit the bed since WrestleMania with this... The fucking laughing at the end of the match later on, this whole thing with the puppet, it it is stupid. The best thing about this segment was the look on Tamina's face when she was in the playground. Uh, Garza beat Gulak again, this time stuck uh, the rose in, in Gulak's mouth. Um, uh, hey, the, the 24-7 title's back. We all missed it, I know. Uh, uh, Tozawa rolling up uh, R-Truth as he was getting interviewed by Kevin Patrick. Uh, Kingston and Orton uh, only went a few minutes uh, with Kingston petting Orton due to the trombone distraction by uh, Xavier Woods. 
And after the match, how about this? Riddle knocking uh, Woods on his ass. Are we uh, are we uh, getting a a little bit of the Viper and Riddle now? Slowly but surely, Matt. I have no idea. I'm down for anything RK Bro is doing, so we'll wait and see how it all runs out. Uh, we had a weird backstage segment with Naomi, Lana, Adam Pierce, Sonia Deville, Charlotte, uh, Mandy Rose, and uh, and Dana Brooke. Uh, uh, none of that made sense to me. I heard Raw once again was torn up and rewritten like last minute again. By the way, uh, I don't know about that, but I do know that the, the script was not finalized as of five thirty p.m. on Monday. Monday afternoon. So it's like, again, this week of raw was like in- incrementally better than last week, but it's like barely better. You know, it's like an inch better one inch, uh, an inch better than the week before. And it's been like that since WrestleMania, it's like a low bar that keeps creeping up and maybe by 2026, we'll get a good raw if they, if they go with this pace. Uh, but yeah. we had the, uh, seriously, the booking in the tag division for the women has been stupid. It's getting even stupider now with the, the puppet laughing and all that shit. They're gonna, dude. They're gonna fucking put the damn tag titles on Bliss and that fucking puppet. You, I didn't. I say that last week, Matt. Did I and not I'm, say? I'm, and I'm terrified. Did I not say that last week that they're oh, gonna put you, the tag it, titles? If it happens, it's your fucking fault. You're welcome. You're that's why. There I ain't no. It. You're welcome. You're. Uh, you I uh, I need a I need a Sando. You're welcome on the old soundboard here. No, we don't. We don't need anything NWA power related on our soundboard. Huh? We don't need anything NWA power related on our soundboard. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. That used to be NWA related. Not anymore. Uh, no, no, Ellie Knight on NXT this week. Hey, if he's not on NXT, he can't lose. Verti Furk. Uh, Sheamus and Ricochet going 13 minutes. I like that, Matt. Finally yeah, it, was a good, it was a good match. Um, I don't know if it's over. Even though Ricochet lost the second night in a row, I almost don't feel like it's over between those two. Don't know. Don't know. Mason T-Bar, why are they still called Mason T-Bar? Seriously, Dijak and Dio. Hell of a tag name right there. Dijak and Dio. Why Why? Why do they look like the, the Ascension? Ha <laughs> ha! I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Yeah. They literally think... they literally got slapped with the Ascension gimmick. Well, they better move to Index T quick because, oh boy. Um, Ultimate Warrior next up for A&E's biography. I, again, I don't have A&E, so I haven't caught up on my – I've only seen uh, Austin and Piper. Uh, I need to see – have you seen Sean yet, Matt Michaels? Yeah, I thought the Sean was good. I figured it would be. So far, the only anomaly is the Savage one. Why did you hate that? Dude. It was like a fucking hit job on Randy Savage. Oh, really? Like a smear like a smear campaign? Yeah. Hmm. Like like the second half of the like the second the second hour of the two hour doc was basically dedicated to Miss Elizabeth's death hmm. and a bunch of interviews with fucking Gorgeous George and Bubba the Love Sponge. What the hell? This isn't Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, it yeah, it was it was trash, man. They did a dark side on Macho Man, didn't they? Not that I'm aware. No, they did one on Savage and Elizabeth. Oh. Like together. That... 
Okay. But like this was a biography on Randy Savage, not Randy Savage and Elizabeth. Yeah. Like Savage had nothing to do with Elizabeth when she was when she when she passed. Oh, that was on a, a certain uh uh a certain um express. Yeah, they interviewed him Lex. too. Uh for the 89th time, Oscar took on Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte rocking. Really good match, though. Oh yeah, it was. It might have been one of their best matches those two have ever had together. Charlotte rocking the Cruella Deville gear. I liked that. That was pretty cool. Uh, Oscar getting the win, clean. That was kind of a surprise. I mean, obviously Rhea was in the face of the women, but no, no physicality. Uh, I was very surprised because if Charlotte would have won, she would have got a match with Rhea Ripley for the title. Oscar beats Rhea. It's like, well, now what happens? You know, so uh, the state of the the women's division could be in flux. Maybe that's why they involved Lana, Naomi, Dana, and Mandy. Maybe there's going to be a uh, 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 a gauntlet match or eliminator match or a battle royal or something. That uh, I thought they were whining about a tag title shot. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, that whole segment was disjointed and weird. Uh, So like every other segment on Raw. Oh, hey, look, another repeat match on Raw. Damian Priest against John Morrison, though they do have good matches together. Um, and this was a... It seems like they implied they were done with each other after the, with the, oh, oh, with with the, the Priest post-match promo, and I'm hoping to God that's the case. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, well, and Miz is gone. Man, Miz getting hurt might be the best thing for Morrison. Or he might get well, stuck. They, well, they were going to do a story. They, they were clearly... Going towards a storyline angle where they were gonna. Oh yeah, that started. They were, when, they were gonna split those two up. Yeah, so, that started. That started when Maurice came back that one week. So yeah, so I don't know if it's the best thing for him or not. No, he could be. He because could be, they'll probably just drop it. Then when Miz comes back, he's stuck with them again. Yeah, and and, uh, and Morrison might be in Rick in Ricochet land for nine months. You know, that would <sighs> they, be rough. There's so much they can do with Morrison. I mean, there is a a a palette of what he did in Lucha Underground that you could easily do on in WWE and have him lead a faction and kick ass and, and chew bubble gum. Uh, it might be all out of bubble gum, but uh, uh, a regular lumberjack match, no zombies, and uh, all men surrounding the ring, but Nikki Cross. I thought that was kind of funny, uh, but uh, good to see Nikki. Uh, back hopefully uh, they get her wrestling soon Um, i don't know how accurate it is but i heard she asked she she simply just asked to be out there oh yeah like she said she wanted she wanted to be on tv why not she's like put put me out put me out there with the with the lumberjacks people mentioned her on twitter a lot so why not it worked it worked uh we had a a shelton and cedric uh segment i'm not hating that feud uh, you know, they're going to probably have another match and it's probably going to be good. Oh, they're definitely going to have another match after uh, Shelton knocked uh, Cedric on his ass again. Oh, they're, they're 50, 50 booking that shit. Ain't they, Matt? You would certainly think so. Uh, the man to answer Lashley's open challenge, Kofi Kingston, and he beats Lashley, but for fuck's sake, why do you have your world champion lose to a roll up? It's easier to protect them than having them lose to his finish. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, Woods' trombone struck again. 
and uh, and uh, he, he, here's and then, some here's something I want to comment about about oh, the trombone. I, I want to say something real quick, and then Drew McIntyre shows up, steals MVP as Kane hits Lashley with it. That led to the roll up for Kofi to get in the one, two, and three. And uh, what are your thoughts on that trombone, Matt? I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of people on 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 various wrestling websites and Twitter and whatnot, and we're like, I don't like the fact that. Xavier Woods trombone is distracting people because it's a heel move, but it's it's not distracting any. He's not using it as a distraction method. He's doing it to annoy. Taunt. He's annoying the fuck out of the guy to the point where the guy's getting angry and he's telling Xavier Woods to shut up and then makes a mistake. Yeah, yeah. He's not. It's not a. It's not a distraction finish. It's an. It's an. It's an. It's a play to annoy the guy in the ring he, he's not distracted by the trombone he's just like oh my god will you shut the fuck up type of <laughs> type of deal mm-hmm. and that's what and that's what xavier woods is doing it to, i think people are misconceiving what what the, what the what the what xavier represents with the with the trombone thing yeah you're 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 spot on with that um I don't expect Kofi to take the title from Lashley, but it's cool that he's going to get a world title shot, though, Matt. It's cool that he's getting one. I I don't mind it. And maybe at the same time, we can bring back King of the Ring, and then uh, Xavier Woods has his own singles run. They were certainly teasing King of the Ring on SmackDown last week. Yeah, uh, we didn't cover SmackDown because of uh, we talked in Backlash. But, uh, yeah, how about that with Nakamura, man, finally doing something with Nakamura? I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Look, I'm cautiously optimistic that they're doing something with Nakamura. Yeah. Because also back in January after the gauntlet, we were like, oh, thank God they're doing something with Nakamura. Well, we figured he'd be in a program with Reigns. And they didn't do a damn thing. Yeah, we thought he'd be in a program with the Reigns. Nope. Um, So I am am cautiously optimistic that this is going to be something for for Nakamura to do. Yeah. Um, But I, like, I I don't want to get my hopes up too high. No. And it just be and just be disappointed again. So we need a Xavier Woods we'll and Nakamura in the finals. His theatrics with that crown were great. I loved it. I loved it. Um, so uh, that was raw again. Like I said, incrementally better than last week, and last week was incrementally better than the week before that. It's just a slow rise. Um, I was gone on slow Saturday. Ride. <laughs> I was gone on I was gone on Saturday, so I did not get to see Under Siege. Uh, did you watch it, Matt? Yeah, as much. Okay. It was kind of it was just it was kind of just there. It was fine, but like it, honestly, it was one of those things. Like if you missed it, like whatever. Okay. You, you catch up on Impact on Thursday, and you're fine. They had a title change that should have never happened. That too. Um, other other than that, I mean, it was just it was a show that was there. Uh, at least Brian Myers went over Black Toe Roos. That was good. Um, Taylor Wilde and Tennille Dashwood beat uh, Susan and Kember. Uh, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton become your new number one contenders for the tag belts. Uh, I thought Rohit and Shara had a falling out. Now they're all of a sudden they're teammates again. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand it either. That kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, uh, w Morrissey beating uh, Willie Mack. Was it a pretty good match or was it a squash? No, um, Matt, Matt got his shit in. I mean, it, like, it, I, I wouldn't, I would not call it a complete squash. I, I thought, I think the two of them work pretty well together. Um, very odd booking that they give the women's tag titles back to uh, Fire and Flava. 
but they're good with it, them. It, but... it didn't make any fucking sense to me at all. Let me take a look at something here. The because uh, they really didn't do much with the knockout that, that knockouts tag team title when they first introduced it. They really didn't. It didn't really stick around for a while or that long, did it? Uh, no, it was like not even three years before it got deactivated. Um. So fire and flavor. I'm looking at. Uh, we got some lost in the midcard stats for you. Uh, fire and flavor become the third team to. Um, have multiple reigns with the knockouts titles uh hamida and uh, taylor wild who uh, uh as you see just returned to impact a while back they had two reigns with the titles and uh um madison rain had two uh t- who had two reigns with the titles um one with the beautiful people but also one with gail kim uh so really only one full-fledged team to win the titles twice which would be uh hamada and uh, taylor wild um, and then, uh, of course, Fire and Flavor, getting it uh, back on Saturday. Yeah, weird booking on that. Uh, I, I I need to hopefully, or maybe maybe if they put it on the Impact app. I don't know. Do they put the Impact Plus shows on for free eventually down the line on the app? Uh, that I have no idea. I, uh, I mean, I'm assuming they're on the app on demand. I'd like to see uh, Alexander and El Phantasma. I bet that didn't suck. No, it didn't. No, it definitely, no, it definitely didn't suck. It's just... I don't think I don't know if it was going out of your way to see the entire show for, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, I don't feel like anything particularly on that show blew me away. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that to like I'm not saying that to like insult them or anything. It's just it was just it was just a kind of their show. That's all. Yeah. Deanna Prazo retains her impact knockouts title against Havoc. Uh and then the main event. Oh, never mind. Uh what the hell happened in the main event? It was um, Moose one. Oh, that was a oh sorry. The co-main event was a six-man tag. Uh, the Good Boys, Finn Juice and Eddie Wood Edwards, defeating the uh, what do we call them? The uh, the uh, Elite Club or something. The elite. Uh, then yeah, six-way dance to determine Kenny Omega's uh, con- uh, contender at against all odds, and that's going to be Moose. Yeah, it, the the finish was it was going to be Callahan. Like Callahan hit his finish, I can't remember who he hit it on, but he was gonna win. The good brothers, the good, came and the good brothers came out and and laid out and laid out Callahan, so he couldn't get the win, and then Moose ended up winning instead. So, think, um, and it, dude, it ain't even at Slammiversary. They're doing this match at against all odds. Against all odds, which to me says like there's no way this fucking title's changing hands. No. This is probably at that point. Is probably the last time you see Moose in Impact Wrestling. Callahan probably his probably, contract is up next month. They probably set it up for Callahan slow burn to get him the contender. I think it's going to be Callahan. Yeah, I think it's going to be Callahan and Omega and win at Callahan at, at Slam Anniversary. See, I don't think Omega can drop another championship until he drops the AEW title first. Okay, that's going to be a while, but. But do you, doesn't it make him doesn't it doesn't it make AEW look weak if if he yeah. if he drops that title while while he's the AEW champion? Yeah. So I to me I just I just feel like they can't Omega can't drop the AAA or 
the or the Impact title until he loses the AEW title. How good is that match going to be with Andrade, man? Oh, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be great. I'm definitely not arguing that. Um, just, uh, like, I, I very much question what the strategy is going to be. I wonder. Because, we, look, if they wanted to, they could have Omega drop the title at Hangman and all out. But, yeah. I mean, still, there's there's Slammiversary between now and then. I believe AAA Mania is before All Out 2. Yeah, so, I, got, I got an article on that down. The, oh, here it is right here. Uh, uh, August 14th. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not re- I'm not really sure what the, I'm not sure what they're going to do. Um, I wonder uh, short term, I wonder if uh, if the unlikely team of Sammy Callahan and Trey Miguel form and uh, uh, take on the Good Brothers in the in the meantime, I wonder if that's going to happen, because. Uh, I, I figure Sammy's going to feud with the Good Brothers first. Probably take on the Good Brothers at against all odds. Uh, so I wonder if uh, I wonder if they form a team with him and Trey Miguel, and uh, to take on the Good Brothers. Maybe that makes that makes sense to me, and that would be a hell of a hell of a tag match. Uh, those two still seem too much in odds for for me yeah. to see them teaming up. Never know. But you don't know. You never know. But I, I don't. I don't. I don't really see that one happening. Uh, NXT this week kicking off Zoe Stark and Tony Storm with a very good opening match there. Tony Storm getting her win back, which I mean, you know, we always bitch about 50 50 booking, but it, it Tony had to win that match, didn't she, Matt? Yeah, no, I, I'm worried she's gonna lose her next one after the match because I'm, I'm tired, I'm tired of seeing this 50 50 booking shit in NXT lately. After the match, Frankie Monet shows up and points to the uh marquee around the CWC, which uh, mentions that her in-ring debut is next week. I cannot wait. I'm hoping it's not against Tony. You're right. Uh, I'm guessing it's going to be against uh, local jobber A. Uh, Legato del Fantasma interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell. Uh, mentioned that Santos Escobar not there this week. Talking about chasing the tag titles. That's when the great team of Tomasa Champa and Timothy Thatcher showed up and trash talked and uh, leads to a match later. Uh, these prime target, these prime target segments, Matt fucking great. Aren't they fantastic pieces of business, brother? You got Paul Heyman, Pat McAfee commenting on the matches. Oh, it, it was, I was uh, surprised to see. Hey, I was surprised to see Heyman Heyman. Yeah, that was cool. Um, Cameron Grimes comes out and uh, shows a bunch of uh, clips of Ted DiBiase getting jobbed like to Virgil and, and eating the slop from the Godwins. Uh, and then uh, he took on Jake Atlas because in the uh, beginning of the show, Cameron Grimes showed up in his limo and threw the keys to Jake Atlas and asked him to park it for him. And then Atlas made a DiBiase crack. Uh, so then that led to this match. And then the, the, the wonderful, awesome, Ted DiBiase shows up on stage, causes a distraction, and Jake Atlas gets the win once again. Uh, you can't go wrong with DiBiase and Grimes, can you, Matt? No, I, I'm very excited for their whatever their million dollar face to face thing is next week. Yeah. So this has been so good, man. I love it. Um, Bronson Reed cutting a promo talking about. Uh, uh, you know, being in the business 14 years, 
uh, about his first match back in the Indies in Australia. Um, Pete Dunn sit down interview with uh, Arash Markazi and uh, Dunn uh, just basically uh, a good a good interview with uh, those two and uh, uh, Dunn basically saying it, it, it doesn't matter uh, where he goes he's going to uh, defeat if it's going to be Walter or if it's for the North American title or the NXT title uh, it does not matter because uh, uh, it he, doesn't matter he's going to come for him uh, we already mentioned this earlier, Killian Day and Alexander Wolf, a meeting of the uh, former Sanity members, Wolf getting uh, beat and then beat up by Imperium. And then we later on learn the next day that he got released. So, wow, that was thanks for coming. Yeah, I really thought this was all leading somewhere. Silly yeah. me. I thought maybe I didn't know. I didn't know it was leading to a release. Right. I, uh, I, I thought he would team up with Dane and, and Drake would be the reluctant kind of uh thing and they probably maybe dump drake and turn heel maybe eventually or something like that i don't know could have done something i mean obviously you could have done drake uh you could have done six man i thought the three of them could have been a really fun stable together yeah i liked alexander i think there could have been some really entertaining say like those guys were were already good as a tag team to begin with yeah and i i just i don't know i thought they could have been you know i thought it could have been a lot of fun i thought there was potential there yeah, and I honestly last night I was a bit surprised he was jumped by Imperium after the match, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting that Drake and Dane didn't come back out and save him." Mm-hmm. And you know, and but you know, I didn't think you know I didn't think too much of it, but I I was I was genuinely curious that that that, that occurred. And now he got now it's just like wow, okay. He gone. Uh, excuse me while I burp there. Uh, Thanks, Leg- yeah. Legado del Fantasma against uh, Ciampa and Thatcher. And apparently uh, this was a great match. And then apparently somebody in NXT uh, read some of my tweets saying, uh, let's keep that feud with the, with Thatcher and, uh, and Ciampa against uh, grizzled young veterans going because the grizzled young veterans with the distraction causing the loss, um, uh, they they had um they've been having a good feud, so I'm glad they're kind of uh, rekindling that as uh they are definitely pinning Legato Del Fantasma to, as the number one uh, uh, tag team to challenge MSK next for those titles. Bobby Fish interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell. He said that uh, last week had very little to do with Kyle O'Reilly and everything to do with Pete Dunn and Oni Lorkin, uh, considering they uh, caused his injury at War Games. Uh, so very good promo by fish. Interesting to see where that goes. Um, if we do get a, a red dragon tag match next, you know, against those, uh, Lorcan and, and, and Dunn, I'd assume we do at some point, uh, <laughs> Candace Lorraine and Indy Hartwell at a spa and, uh, uh, Candace's credit card got declined and, uh, they let it slip that, uh, she was the one that bought the flowers and such. And that made Indy realize that Dexter still loves her. And so. That was some fun stuff. Yeah, like she didn't care at all. Yeah. Like Candace was the one who did it. All yeah. she cared about is that Ben Dexter still liked her. <laughs> but Dexter heard her bury him because he was the one giving her the uh the the head massage when she had the the fucking whatever those damn cucumbers over her eyes or whatever. Yeah. So Oh that, that whole thing's been fun. It's it's been 
been something. It's been something. Uh, we got a little bit. Uh, what do we got next here? Uh, Saray destroying Aaliyah. Uh, Shotzi and Ember cutting a promo. Uh, Hit Row making their debut. Uh, Swerve's new group. Uh, Ashanti, the Adonis, and Top Dalla taking on uh, Tony Nese and Arya Davari from 205 Live. Quick squash match there uh, before uh, Hit Row cut a promo. I am really liking that stable. Uh, pretty sure it looks like uh, Swerve, and, uh, Swerve and, uh, and Bronson might be renewing hostilities down the line, doesn't it seem like, Matt? I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, it's hard to take the title off of, of Bronson that quick, but when you have a stable like this being new, yeah, of course you can slow build it though. So you don't really have to, to rush swerve into that title match. Uh, uh, Regal saying that Legato will face MSK in two weeks for the titles. Uh, next week is, the big uh, Balor and Cross match for the title. Um, Regal talking about wanting more, uh, talking about wanting to see what woman will step up to challenge Raquel Gonzalez next. Uh, who who do you think? I, I, I maybe that's where Dakota turns heel mad, or do you see anybody else that challenges her next? I mean, they got they they have several people that could challenge her. Mm-hmm. Io could come back. They could they could put. Frankie in that spot. They got Saray. They're building up. You know, um, yeah, they, they've 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 got options. He's so, uh, also mentioned that he's bringing in more cruiserweights to find challengers for Kushida. Interesting. Who if he if there's some familiar names that uh, uh, we may have heard of before, maybe a Mustafa Ali or a Ricochet would be good. Since I'm sure, a, I'm sure they'd love to get off Raw right now. Right. And, uh, you know, the, there's a little more prestige behind that title now than it just being a, a 205 live title. So, uh, main event time steel cage match between Bronson Reed and Johnny Gargano. And, uh, damn good main event, wasn't it, Matt? I loved the finish. Uh, the splash on the back leading. I kind of wanted, I kind of wanted Gargano to retain, but I still enjoyed the match. Yeah. I love the finish, the splash on the back of Gargano as he tried to escape through the door. Bronson Reed could have easily walked out the door at that point, but instead he slams the cage door shut and hits the tsunami to get the one, two, three pin. And uh, literally before the ref even counted three, I think Bronson was starting to cry and get emotional. And that was a a great moment there to to wrap up NXT. Uh, Very happy for Bronson Reed. And so was a lot of the wrestling world. Um, Great guy. A lot of people love him, so. Yeah. Uh, Orange Cassidy update. Uh, Mike Johnson said this was late um, after about a couple hours after we had finished recording last week. Uh, Mike Johnson saying Orange is okay. Uh, Seeing socializing with talents after the taping. Uh, the belief is he'll be good to go by double or nothing. Yeah, uh, I, cer- I certainly hope so. Yeah. If you remember that uh, disaster called Quibi. Uh, there was a, day, a WWE series called Fight Like a Girl that was supposed to be on Quibi before they uh, uh, before they uh, went tits up, and uh, the Roku channel then acquired all those series. So it is uh, uh, the the Fight Like a Girl series with uh, from WWE is set to debut on the Roku channel on the twentieth. So today, as you're listening to the podcast, if you have a Roku, go to the Roku channel. Huh. Interesting. And, 
obviously, uh, as with Quibi, these were uh, five to ten minute uh, episodes. And uh, uh, no word at this time if it'll be on the P of cock. Wow. <laughs> you like how I put what that? A, what a way to put it. Or WWE cock. Whatever name you like better. Uh, guest coach uh, this week at the Performance Center, uh, Allison Danger, who is uh, one of the one of the uh, forces behind uh, Shimmer's Rise to Stardom. Uh, she's at, at the Performance Center this week as a guest coach, as well as Dave Taylor. I believe that was uh, Regal's old tag partner, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, the Blue Bloods. Um, let's see here. Uh, new shirt out for uh, Swerve's hit row faction i have yet to see it but uh um it is out there. i hardly i hardly ever see new wwe merch anymore oh, i i haven't seen good merch lately either nothing that really struck me as uh what you mean you don't want to know what he's bitch t-shirt i would like that <laughs> uh it's basically the hit row logo if you you've seen that on the on the tron and a, a mic in the middle of it it's a pretty cool looking shirt hit row and in blazing in diamonds uh it's a pretty cool shirt maybe uh maybe i'll give it a look see uh, on a sale down the line or something like that um um some sad news uh, quite a bit of sad news this week but uh um musician writer and producer frank uh, uh garavuso who uh was the band that uh, uh fronted reckless fortune a uh, number of their songs were used in ECW. Uh, he unfortunately passed away at the age of 51. Uh, he also did, they also did uh, some themes for uh, Dusty Rhodes and Mike Awesome back in the day. Um, Slammiversary has been confirmed Saturday, July 17th, live on the PAPE uh, Slammiversary. Probably going to be a damn good show. We'll talk about it, obviously. AEW fell down in the ratings below a million from last week down to 936,000. Uh, their, their demo took a gigantic hit, man. Uh, it went from 0.42 to 0.31. wonder what happened there. Wrestling ratings were down across the board last week. That's the only thing I can yeah. the only thing I can explain for it. Uh, the judge presiding over the Samantha Tavel Matt Riddle lawsuit has ruled that the two sides must reveal their initial disclosures to each other by May 21st. Um, otherwise, uh, guessing I'd get thrown out of court. So if she's full of shit, um, that might be, uh, we might have a resolution on that before we know it. Um, for those who were looking uh, for uh, BFAB on the Twitter, um actually it's kind of funny her our bio says i heard you were looking for me Uh, she didn't have a twitter until now now that she's in the hit row records squad uh at bfab wwe um so that that great faction that's just getting off the ground uh moving on in the headlines uh ringside collectibles has announced a rock and sock two-pack coming featuring of course, Mick Foley and The Rock, so that's pretty fucking cool. I don't remember seeing many two-packs with ringside collectibles. Am I, am I right or wrong on that, Matt? They've been doing a lot more packs. They just did a Jurassic Express two-pack, too. 
I see. I see. That's pretty cool, though. Rock and sock. Uh, more sad news this, uh, this week. ECW legend New Jack passed away at the age of 58. Um, man had a hard, lived a hard life, so uh, unfortunately passed away due to a heart attack. Um, obviously, uh, a huge part of ECW's rise once it switched over from Eastern to Extreme. Um, uh, he also had a stint before that in the Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Um, you know, and uh, was featured in uh, uh, Dark Side of the Ring in their second season. So, thoughts go out to New Jack's family. Actually, uh, uh, with that news, Matt, I uh, kind of went down the old rabbit hole. Uh, I was I wanted to watch the, I wanted to watch the rise and fall of ECW, but it's not on Peacock right now. They haven't added it yet. But they did have the oh my god top fifty moments on there, so I watched that. That was a great trip down memory lane for ECW. Oh, the old remember the old remember the old uh, the old chairs incident where of uh, Cactus Jack asking for a chair. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. Uh, that was like number, I think it was number two. I think if if I remember right, maybe it may have been number one. I can't remember. Uh, but that that was there's some good ECW had some great shit back in the day, pal. Uh, you were as Matt was mentioning, uh, wrestling across the board dropping sharply. SmackDown lost uh three hundred and fifty thousand viewers from the week before 1.8 million is where they came in this week down from 2.157. Well, this is interesting, Matt uh, announced on uh, the 15th of May, WWE shut down their talent management group. Oh, well. And uh, after that happened, we then got rumors that Selena Vega may be heading back to WWE because uh, now I'm assuming the wrestlers are going to be allowed to do cameos and shit like that, Matt. Who knows? Yeah, with Vince, who the fuck knows? Yeah, exactly. Uh, some new trademarks filed by the WWE. Uh, one of them, I'm nobody's bitch. <laughs> they seriously trademarked, I'm nobody's bitch. That's funny. Uh, and also, there's never a bad time to have a good time. Did Cesaro say that? Or who said that? I have no idea. Who the fuck... I- Okay, I gotta look that up now. Who said that? Well, I cannot find it, so I give up. It doesn't ring a bell to me. I give up. Uh, of course, the great uh, uh, new series, Young Rock, uh, wrapping up their first season. It has been announced that a uh, a holiday special uh, will uh, air. Uh, during the holiday season with Young Rock. So that's pretty cool. Uh, doing like a Christmas episode. That, I like that. Uh, season two of Young Rock will uh, return mid-season of 2022. Uh, some new additions to the the, the WWE cock. Uh, the best of Saturday night's main event. Uh, Ray Mysterio documentary from 2011. Life of a Mass Man. Uh, network special on Santino. Uh, from 2015 uh, documentary from 2015 on the click uh, the shields final chapter network special event from 2019 uh, icons with Rob Van Dam, which is uh, brand new and icons revisited for Rob Van Dam and Beth Phoenix. Uh, so those are your, your latest peacock editions. Uh, 
Uh, John Cena talking about returning to wrestling uh, on Instagram, or actually in an interview. And so now there's rumors of him coming back. He hasn't wrestled, I think, in oof, a while now. Uh, he, has he wrestled since the Firefly Fire... Funhouse? Yeah, was that his last, last time? Last time, that's the last time he's been seen on WWE television. Hmm. Period. And that wasn't really a match. Oh. I think his last match was like in fall of nineteen. Uh, there is Jay Uso's or Jimmy Uso's nobody bitch nobody's bitch shirt is uh is out on WWE shop now. <laughs> oh boy, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. Thirteen episodes of Wrestling Challenge from eighty six to uh, December of eighty six to February of eighty seven has been added to the the Peacock. Um. What else we got going on here? Uh, Impact. Uh, oh, Impact in 60 tomorrow will be the best of Drew Galloway. Uh, next week will feature the best of the Lucha Brothers. Uh, also today at 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, TNA or Access TV is going to air the lockdown pay-per-view from 2014 which included uh, Magnus against Samoa Joe for the title, uh, a lethal lockdown with uh, MVP, Team MVP, which was the Wolves, Jeff Hardy and MVP, taking on Team Dixie Carter, which was Bobby Roode, Austin Aries, and the Bromans. Uh, Gail Kim, Madison Rain, EC3's in there, uh, James Storm's in there, Bad Influence with Chris Sabin, taking on Great Muda and Sonata, um, and, uh, and uh, another dude. And another dude. And another dude. Uh, Samuel Shaw, if you, see, if you want to see Dexter Loomis before he was Dexter Loomis uh, from seven years ago. Uh, he's taken on... Spoiler Mr. alert, the gimmick is very much the same. Mr. Anderson! Anderson! Maybe you're going to do that. That's why I kept quiet. Dummy! Yeah! Yeah. No, I'd have been a dummy if I tried to talk. I knew you yeah. were going to do it. Ah, lovely, lovely, lovely. Tyson Fury backstage at WrestleMania Backlash uh, with his son, uh, saying maybe someday uh, they could challenge the Mysterios down the line. Oh, uh, Lord. <laughs> right. I think his son needs to get a little older. Like a lot older. That wouldn't even be fucking fair. Size of fucking Tyson Fury in the ring with Rey Mysterio. Right. What the fuck are you trying to do? Right. Oh, you know the kid's taking the pinfall. The the eight-year-old or nine-year-old or however <sighs> Nine-year-old uh, might be as tall as Rey Mysterio. Right. Uh, Kip Sabian posting on Twitter that his surgery was a success. Now uh, now we rebuild. Thank you to everyone who reached out. So get well soon, Kip. That's okay. He's got Penelope there to nurse him to health. So I'm, I'm sure he's okay. Oh, I got to get this. I got to pre-order this, baby. Uh, oh, God. What is it? John Moxley releasing a memoir this November. Just oh, had- yeah. Simply titled Mox, November 2nd will be the release date. Uh, oh, I pre-ordered the Jericho book, too. Uh, the uh, the thing with all his matches? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me know how that is. Mm-hmm. I will. And thank God the guy that runs that uh, book press or whatever has got good customer service because I pre-ordered it before I moved. And he's like, yeah, no problem. We'll get it over to your... We'll, we'll update that address for you. It's like, 
Sweet. Sweet. Um, press release for Mox's book titled Mox, a vivid trip through the mind of the top professional wrestler in the business. I have the PW Insider Top 500 behind me to prove it. Uh, right alongside John Moxley as he retraces some of the highways traveled on his remarkable journey, revel in the never-before-told stories about his early life in Cincinnati, Ohio, the gritty independent wrestling scene where he cut his teeth, the complicated corporate landscape of WWE. Man, that's putting that nicely, ain't it? <laughs> the you know, comp- Mox is a nice guy. The complicated corporate backstage. Oh, I can't wait to hear what Mox has to say about some of that shit, especially the end of the run where like uh, he had the job to Nia Jackson shit like that, uh, where he bucked against authority and the rebellious upstart of AEW where he won the championship in 2020 and was finally free to achieve the, achieve the vision of the wrestler he always wanted to be. With plenty of pit stops and relevatory, that's a weird word to say out loud, insights, including grisly ultraviolet encounters, crazy characters who became lifelong friends, unforgettable matches in Japan. Mox is a riveting account of the life of a brawler. It's a tale written in blood, soaked in debauchery, with a good dose of wisdom uh, accumulated along the way. Uh, more than a backstage pass into the arena, Mox is a ticket into the ring. Once inside, you'll never look at pro wrestling the same again. Where do I fucking sign up, Matt? I want that book. <laughs> I don't remember who was talking about it, but I heard someone talking about the book this year. Who was Red? Who was no? I think it was Christian. I think he was. I think it was Christian on oral sessions with Renee. Oh, and he said he read some of it. And he said that that Mox is such a good writer that it kind of makes him not want to write his own book because he doesn't think it's going to be as good as what Mox is putting out. Oh, so, I mean, it was a pretty, it was a pretty nice written endorsement from, uh, from the peep show, uh, Captain check Charisma, the instant classic. Check Christy out, Cage. uh, check out your chat on, on zoom. Oh, the linksy. Uh, look at that. Look, look at that cover. Maybe oh if, no, we're gonna we're gonna take a look at the cover. Uh, I think I can. Oh, that's a, that's a D. That's a good cover. Yeah, a lot uh, better I, than the young bucks looking down at their dicks. I think. Uh, there we go. I think I'm sharing my screen right now on the podcast. Um, number so there, one bestseller in wrestling. Look at that. I, is I that, can't is see because I was looking at the book. What are you showing me? Is that is that working there? Uh, I'm sharing my screen with. Oh the, yeah, I mean, I already clicked on it and looked at it. Why are you showing? I, well, I'm sharing it for the. I'm sh- yeah, I'm sharing it for. Oh, the, the people can see it. All right. Yeah. Well, dude, they, d- dude, they can also see your million and bajillion tabs. Well, that's how I run the show, pal. <laughs> um, it's a lot of fucking tabs. People say I have a lot of tabs. Well, uh, that's this is the end of the show, Matt. Like literally, I had probably double the tabs in this before. By God, I am uh, as we uh, speak on the podcast right now. I am putting in my. Honest He's to pre-ordering, pal. Uh, hey, Mox, if you're listening, I'm putting in the pre-order. Sorry, I didn't pre-order your wife's book yet, but maybe eventually. It's I just will. a cookbook, though. Yeah. If you, if you ain't going to cook, there's no do reason. Do I look like a guy that cooks? I, I'm I just did, saying, yeah, if you're, if you're not cooking, there's really no reason to get it. I, I did buy an air fryer. Um, so, but yeah. How much really, are those gimmicks? Uh, I bought an XL Power XL on sale for $100. Uh, that ain't bad. Nah, it, let me, it's let me know one. if you a, Let me know if you like it. Dude, I've seen recipes like a, a cooking salmon in it. Uh, that it's amazing. So uh, I, I have a lot of friends that have cooked a lot of shit in it. So uh, you know, I'm a the big Lakers sl- have tied the game in the fourth quarter. This is not a drill. Oh, they're yeah, they're 
they're uh, down by two on my screen, but YouTube TV is behind. Oh, I'm telling you, they're tied, pal. Now they're tied. <laughs> uh, God, they're going to give me a heart attack tonight, man. I thought you quit watching. I did. I'm following the ticker on the NBA.com. Uh, I, I, dude, when they were down double digits, I had to turn it off. Did you say? I was, I was like, I cannot fucking focus on this you, fucking podcast if I say, if I left this damn show on this damn game on did, right now. Did you say the Lakers were down double digits? They were absolutely <laughs> down double. Did you see that? Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but the party played <sighs> Uno in person this week. Ooh, I have the video missed... is the Lakers in the lead. I've uh, missed, uh, I have not watched Uno since I moved. So I'm a, I haven't watched the last Holy three fuck, weeks. dude. Yeah. I've, you, I've, you missed, a, you missed quite a few weeks, dude. I've, but not yeah, had, this is the first I've time barely I've had time to wipe person. I've barely had time to wipe my ass this month. My thing is, I don't know how entertaining it's going to be in person. Like, I'm very curious to see how this is going to play out. I'm going to watch it tonight. The way they play off each other. Because I think I'm going to be needing cheering up if these Lakers don't win. They're up by four points. They're up by four points, JB. All right. How much time's left? How much time's left? 10 minutes and 23 seconds. I was going to say, maybe I can kill time. um, But I'm still going to read this regardless. But Matt can lay off for a minute. Uh, I am going to read uh, the the amazing piece that Frankie Kazarian posted. Oh yeah, go for it, man. On, on I, honestly, Twitter. I don't want to hear it anyway because it's going to make me cry. Yeah. Um. So, um. Going to try so, to focus on other things while you read it. Uh. Unfortunately, Monday, uh, Kazarian announced the the passing of his father, Frank, and um. So, uh, uh on Twitter, a, a great message he posted on Twitter here. Um. So it's going to be a little long, so I'm going to, but it, it was really good. So I'm going to read it here for you. Uh, let me, let me take a swig of diet Pepsi before we get in that. Okay. The older we get, the more we have to leave behind. That's life. I've lost so much this week today, this afternoon, my, my dad, Frank passed away. The immense pain, sadness, emptiness, and despair I feel is overwhelming Anyone that's lost a loved one, especially a parent, can relate. My heart is broken, but I'm flushed with so many absolutely amazing memories of my dad. I learned so very many life lessons from him. His life, while not an easy one at all, was lived on his terms. He was tough, tenacious, smart, stubborn, kind, and honest. I'd like to think these attributes, along with so many more wonderful traits, were passed down to me. He was my biggest fan from uh, painting my face like the ultimate warrior before taking me to a show to helping me cut out pictures and magazines of my favorite wrestlers to reminiscing about his favorites growing up as a kid. He was there every step of the way with my love of pro wrestling. I'm so blessed that he was able to attend so many of my events and meet so many of my friends co and coworkers in the industry. He even got to have dinner with my trainer, killer Kowalski, a memory that's even more special. Now he loved going to matches. He also loved rock and roll. Um, I'll bear with me here as I go to the next page. He also loved rock and roll and uh, the Rolling Stones. We bonded a lot over music and he loved his family and was so proud of my sister and I. He adored my wife, Tracy, and my son, Rebel. He and my mom were together 54 glorious years. Their love and bond is and uh, was an absolute thing of absolute beauty. It was a thing of absolute beauty. He was a great husband and a great dad. I'm a very lucky guy to ha- have him all the time that I had to have all a very lucky guy to have had all the time I did with him. I cherish every second. I will miss playing dominoes uh, in our chats about life 
uh, out back having a cigar and whiskey, listening to rock and roll, country, western, and oldies. I will miss him so very much. I'm crushed, but take solace in the life that he lived and the time I got to spend with him. Any man can be a father, but it takes someone special to be a dad, and uh, they don't come around any more special than mine. I love you, Dad, so much. Um, just great words uh, there spoken from uh, Frankie Kazarian. Uh, I mean, nobody expected him to be on Dynamite. Uh, well, actually, this was taped, I think. Was it, Matt? Matt? Was this week's tape? It's such good shit. Matt? <laughs> Matt might have, I don't know, maybe the Lakers are losing. I lost Matt. No, I'm here. Uh, was, the, was the Dynamite taped? Um, as far as my understanding, yes. I do not have, I do not have that 100% confirmed. Okay. So he might have. Uh, but I, he, I do believe tonight's episode of Dynamite was taped last week. So he would have he ta- taped that before his father yeah. passed away. Yes. Uh, so that uh, maybe that does make sense why he was on there. Uh, but a uh, fucking great promo there as well. But uh, our thoughts were with Kazarian. Um, I, I got to meet Kazarian. Um just a great guy to talk to you know we we, we uh, uh me him and uh cd sat there and shot the shit for for a good amount of time in dallas and so uh always been a fan of frankie's and uh uh he interacts on tr- on twitter with me and his fans a lot he's a great great guy so uh obviously uh um you know was uh worth uh, uh paying that tribute to his father and uh and uh, uh expressing our thoughts for for kazarian there um moving on uh mike johnson from pw insider uh talking about kev saban's injury believes it was on his shoulder was the injury but it was never really uh i don't think ever officially announced by uh by uh, kev sabian um let's see here Moving on, uh, Raw's, uh, Raw's audience uh, basically staying the same. So in a week where uh, most shows lost some viewers, Raw did actually increase by a whopping 6,000 people to 1.823 million. Uh, I thought their ratings went down this week. Nope. Where I saw yesterday, their ratings went down. Oh, uh, According to PW Insider, uh, up 6,000. Yeah, I, I think PW Insider is wrong. Up six thousand. It was one because point... I reported those ratings yesterday, and I'm almost yeah. positive they were down. Let me let me hold on. Yeah, PW Insider. Let me says, look on my shit. PW Insider says one point eight one seven last week, and this week one point eight two three. So that's an increase of six thousand viewers. Yeah, give me a second. Okay. As we move on, as Matt looks that up, uh, let's see anything else. Uh... Yeah, Raw did one point seven three two million this week. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the hell they were. Uh, I don't know what the hell they were thinking. What the hell they're thinking? So NXT went up a little bit, uh, seven hundred thousand for this week, up from six seventy. No uh, eighteen to forty nine rating though. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it's because Showbuzz Daily, which is the the site that every that we now know that every fucking wrestling website on the planet uses to get their ratings. Their server crashed last Thursday. Oh. So they just got their website back up late last night, but they haven't posted anything um, news-wise since last, like, Thursday afternoon. So people are are pulling the ratings out of their butt from other means Mm -hmm. and other sources right now, and nobody has, like, all the great information 
that we normally get. Mass chaos from from Showbuzz Daily. It, it, it honestly, cats and dogs. Was, to me, Mass the ratings was one of the easiest things to report every week. Yeah. Um. So I, I've actually, I've very much, ha- I've hated the fact that we're in that we're in this position because I, I enjoy writing the ratings articles, and without Showbuzz Daily's assistance, um, it's really hard to do. So. <laughs> So again, I'm back, uh, Show Buzz Daily. We miss you. Yeah, uh, we took Mike, you for granted. Every wrestling website took you for granted. Right, Mike Dawkins. Uh, you may not know the name, but he's very familiar with a lot of people, especially in AEW. Uh, he has a nickname called the Gimmick Attorney, and uh, that's because he's yeah, a, I saw that. Uh, he's an attorney. He has uh, trademarked several names within AEW: Cash Wheeler, Austin, or Colton Gun, um, Joe Janela. I think this is the biggest surprise he was able to trademark bad boy. Yeah, the bad boy. Mm-hmm. That's and, that's crazy. That honestly, that's pretty crazy impressive, don't you think? That 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 P Diddy didn't have that. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like a, a, a trademark that would have been, you know, taken a long time ago. And uh, Billy Gunn trademarking the Gun Club. So I think he already has Billy Gunn trademarked. Uh, so, um, good news, a uh, good day for John Cena today. Um, Fast and Furious 9 debuted to a $3.4 million opening in Korea, making it the, uh, the best opening day in the, uh, in the Fast and the Furious franchise in that country. Uh, and, uh, it opens up in Russia, China, in the middle, China in the Middle East tomorrow. And I assume, uh, United States on the weekend or maybe the week after, I don't know for sure, but also uh, it was announced that wipeout was renewed for a second season, even though wipeout. I, 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 I'm not a fan of, of the current wipeout. It was on after the dynamite tonight. And I'm like, Nope. Turned right, it off. The writing is terrible on it, man. Terrible. Let's well, get do it for loss. The mid card. We'll get Matt off the hook so he can go watch the end. Of the I don't know game. if I want to turn it on, man. Thank you to spiderduck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes, Spotify, any of your favorite podcasting apps. All you got to do is search for Lost the Midcard, hit that subscribe button. That way, you know when a new episode comes your way, typically every Thursday. And uh, But subscribe and let you know if we uh, come at you at a different day, which will happen from time to time with uh, schedules and shit. Uh, we're also on the YouTube. Uh, do us a favor. Give us a subscribe on the YouTube. We'd like to get our numbers up on that as we do the video version of the podcast. And uh, the links to that are on Facebook at facebook.com slash Lost of the Midcard. Twitter at LITMC Podcast. So, uh uh, go ahead and please give us a little subscribe there and uh, give us some thumbs up, likes, give us some comments on the videos as well. Help us out a little bit. Uh, Matt's on the Twitter at Rob Showtime. I'm on the Twitter at JB Huskers. And before we ride off into that sunset, Matt, what are your final thoughts for the week? Lakers better win this fucking game or everybody better really be the fuck alone tomorrow. <sighs> yeah. At least they ain't over. At least they, they get one more shot. Dude, I don't want to. Dude, I I don't. I don't even want him in there in eight seed. I don't want to fucking face Utah in the first fucking round. I don't want to fucking deal with that shit. It's seven seed or nothing. Like if they don't win tonight, I don't. Look, if they get eight seed, they got to they got to play Utah in the first round, and most likely that means they have to play the Clippers in the second round. Like it. It's seriously. It's they need to win tonight, and they're up by seven right now. They're up by seven with eight minutes and thirty four seconds to go. 
The ticker is a TikTok. beautiful thing on NBA.com. Because it doesn't stress me as that. Not only by four, because they're letting stupid Golden State hit stupid fucking threes. I fucking hate Golden State. TikTok. Fuck Golden State. That's my final thought. Fuck well, Golden State. Fuck we, the Warriors. Fuck Golden State is definitely a, a sentiment that is shared on the show. For Matt Black, this is Jeremy Bennett. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Maybe. <laughs>